Well, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Justin Odisho podcast. That's me, Justin Odisho. Today, we're coming to you live from New York City, Manhattan right now. And I'm here with Brett Conti. What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for agreeing to do this. We actually just, uh, I, I just did like an impromptu meetup in uh at Washington Square Park. And I was a fan that went. And <laughs> no. then he was like, hey, I need one fan to be on my podcast. Brett, if you'd like to be that one fan, you can come on. So so thank you. Biggest Brett fan. was the only person that showed up. And so <laughs> I figured, why not make the most of it? This is actually the meetup right now. But no. No, it was I, a good uh, turnout. He has a lot of New York City fans. No, I, um, yeah. So uh, I, I actually linked up with Brett very spontaneously. Just a little backdrop into what you do. You're yeah. from, I don't know, are you, that's the thing. See, I've just, I've known your content just because you're in this circle of people that. Yeah, we have a lot of mutual friends. Exactly. We have so many mutual content, contacts and um, I've seen your channel. I never really watched it, but every time I am about to come to New York, which is, this is only the second time I've been here, mm -hmm. but each time before I've like binged New York content like uh, yourself and Eric Conover mm -hmm. and, all, and all these people. And uh, you guys make like cool, like what to do in New York City or things to do in New York City. Mm -hmm. And uh, for some reason this time I binged your channel and I ended up just following you on Instagram. And then uh, just, we, we did just follow cause. for follow and yeah. then you slid was, into my DMs. And then I said, back please. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, no, I just followed you just cause. I actually wasn't planning to hit you up cause it was so last minute. But then I noticed that you followed me back, so I just sent you a quick DM. I was like, hey, I appreciate what you're doing with your clothing brand, which you have your own clothing brand, Fortune yep. New York. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just sent you a quick message, and then I was doing that little meetup, and you're, me and you were planning to get coffee after anyway, so you just kind of swung by the end of that. Yeah. And actually, you know, there was a couple people there that enjoyed meeting you as well. Yeah. So that's the short story long of how... I crossed paths with crossed paths with you, um, but I'd love for you to actually give me more backstory on you because I actually haven't been able to go through yeah. your whole back catalog of your channel and like how you got started and and what it is that you would describe that you do okay. primarily. Yeah, so I am from Long Island, New York. So New York, born and raised, and I went to college in the city. Graduated in 2014. I just turned 26. I think we're like a couple months apart. Yeah, I'm about to turn 26. Yeah. And went to college in the city and then just just never left it. Uh, I've lived here on my own for the past couple of years. The first year after college, I lived on my sister's couch. because so I was like, I ain't getting a, a normal job. I studied finance and interned at Morgan Stanley Investment Bank. But it just made me realize that I did not want to do that. So I was like, all right, I'm going to make my clothing company work, which I started actually in college. My grandfather owned a textile company. Always knew a lot about fabrics and clothing, so I started sewing clothes myself in college, and you know started selling it to small skate shops and boutiques and online. And then after about a year, after about that first year of just doing it like full time out of college, uh, living on a couch, then it started to be profitable. And yeah, I've been doing it full time ever since. And then in that process, I started. Once I got my first like apartment in Chinatown, which had seven roommates, because that's what you got to do in New York when you're 22 years old and yeah, trying to make it. Yeah, out here, isn't it? It is. I know. Like, yeah, for like, I was paying like 1200 bucks. I have seven roommates with a tiny bed. It's like, it's each an... Each of you? Yeah, we each pay 1200 yeah. Living, living with like strangers. <laughs> <laughs> in Detroit, right? 
So, um, th- and that's when I started my YouTube channel because I wanted to just document the process of what it was like. Cause I just always dreamt of moving to the city and like trying to, you know, make yeah. it in the big city. And I think a lot of other people can relate to that or want to move here. So just started docking it, menting it, making vlogs. And that led into, uh, this is like a weird thing to say, I guess like into filmmaking and yeah. becoming a filmmaker. Now I have a second career with filmmaking and YouTube where I, I am able to, you know, work with some huge brands. Like I've worked with Sony, Hintwater, Cliff Bar. Uh, I was just in Africa doing videos for Skillshare. So it's yeah. been cool that that's turned into a, a separate passion. Like yeah. it's, it's a dream come true. Yeah. And I think you have like New York city is like its own brand in a way I've realized, like, yep. you know how there's different circles on YouTube? Like there's streetwear YouTubers, there's yeah. tech tubers, there's mm-hmm. like software tutorial tubers. Yeah. And then there's like, also a new york city like specific circle it's like its own living brand yeah shout out to the nyc squad yeah and it's and i so i think a lot of people that are watching this are into that like filmmaking side of things and you could probably like there's probably a lot of valuable things you could talk about like your experience working with brands your experience starting your own brand Mm -hmm. monetizing through filmmaking yeah i think that's where it's been good is that i know both sides of the spectrum when working with brands and like how to create val- value for them because I even my only marketing that I do for my company fortune is influencer marketing. Yeah. Um, so I really can see the both sides and like when I pitch brands, I've honestly had like a hundred percent return rate just because I give them such a good pitch with like a PDF and like, this is why you need to do this and like give them a reason why they can't say no. Okay. And also, um, like, the other thing that I think is interesting is you're able to make a full-time living and you're not like one of those channels that's like a million subscribers Mm -hmm. or half a million or whatever. Yeah. And you're probably making just as good of a living as many channels who can't figure Mm -hmm. out a way to do it with hundreds of thousands. So I think that's actually like when I was getting started and just like your, your buddy was uh, saying how you inspired him to start a channel when I was getting started, what what made me like i would look around like who else made it from my hometown who else Mm -hmm. made it talking about this subject who else made it that's my ethnicity who else made it that's my age so i would like kill all my excuses what ethnicity are you i am chaldean are you familiar with it nope it's uh probably because there's not there's a much bigger demographic of them that live in the detroit area uh detroit uh california so which country is it uh, so my parents uh, immigrated here from Iraq, like the northern part of Iraq, and um, it's a very small ethnicity. Okay. Uh, there's actually a lot of very big YouTubers that are so yeah. like. Do you know the this those Phase guys? Yeah, like yeah. Phase Rug. Uh huh. He's like. I don't watch him, but I know. Yeah, him. no, he has like 10 million yeah. subscribers. Like that was actually like I looked at. He's Chaldean too. Okay. They live in San Diego, so. So like, and he has videos on his channel, like speaking my language or whatever. And although it's not exactly my demographic, it's a lot more kid friendly vlogs or whatever. Mm -hmm. I looked at him and he's younger than me, but I looked at him and I was like, okay, there, there's someone that's my ethnicity. That's actually like top 10 channels on YouTube. Yeah. No excuse there. Mm -hmm. You you know, you just kill these excuses. So I think that you're, I think a lot of people could look to your channel and kill that excuse of. Oh, you need hundreds of thousands of uh, followers to yeah. like 
to make a good living Mm -hmm. and that's the thing too like i'll get that comment a lot like how are you doing all this stuff with like only you know forty thousand subscribers but yeah the the well, also, like, you get paid based on views, too. Like, I mean, there are some channels that have hundreds of thousands yeah. and don't get don't as many get views as mine. You don't get paid by subscribers. Just, just yeah. Anyone that's listening, you get paid more so based on viewership. Yeah. And the thing is, I think it's, like, being based in, like, I've realized this more this year, like, why I was getting hit up by so many brands. And it's because there's not many New York City YouTubers that do lifestyle like I do, where I can incorporate so many brands. And they're already paying so much and digital marketing to reach people based in New York City where most of my audience is from. So I think that's why they look to me or people like Eric Conover and it's a better way to reach those people since to get an ad in front of a person in New York City is so expensive online. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. You're right though. Yeah, so to have a YouTube channel like that where that's your audience, that's why even like I charge a lot more because I know that, that I have a high profile Value. audience that I should be charging a lot because I know that they pay a lot in marketing yeah. dollars to reach that same audience. Yeah, and that's that's another thing too. Like, I've made videos like different ways to make money online, and uh, one of the best ways, or like, when you like one way, some a lot of people think that that, and you actually have a great following and an engaged following. But a lot of Thank people, you. like even some of the people that are in the meetup today. Um, they might not have a following or a channel, but like that guy, Larry, the guy from Florida, mm-hmm. like he's out here work making videos for brands purely because he's good at making a video. So right. the brand is not paying him for his audience. They're mm-hmm. paying him to create a piece of content for them. Yeah. That's a, like a good piece of content. So there's so many different ways. Um, but you know what really interests me and what I think probably, I mean, you tell me, I don't know, like, would you say that you're that fortune, your clothing brand is like your bread and butter or has it, has it like kind of shifted into this like filmmaking, like branding, branded um, content side? Are we talking about money or are we talking about focus? Both, I guess a little bit. Um, Cause what, what uh, leading into that, what I mean is like, and the thing that's changed, like my ability to monetize is having my own product. Yeah. Like selling my digital products on my website. Mm-hmm. Once I did that, I, was no longer as reliant because you're never going to win on views. Yep. It's impossible, like almost exactly. impossible yeah. to survive off of viewership. Mm-hmm. And so all these different ways to, to monetize, um, having your own product, I think is the quickest way to like start floating. Yeah. Cause like when you dive into this, mm-hmm. like you're, it's like you're drowning and then totally. having your own product is the thing that like allowed me to just breathe. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what about, would you say that fortune has done that for you or has it kind of been? Yeah. So, I mean, even now, like it's been crazy. The opportunities that I've had with YouTube where like I could definitely like I could sort like live in New York city well from just YouTube and like the branded stuff, just like, you know, getting lucky with working with some huge brands that had a lot of money. Um, but also like fortune definitely significantly is like, that's like, it's a, it's become, a much more successful business. I think the YouTube helped that some like growing an audience, you know, getting yeah. 500,000 views in a month. Um, you know, that's a lot of marketing and also like we, I work with a lot of other influencers and, um, I actually, so there's two separate companies. I, I fully own fortune NY LLC, the clothing company. And this isn't even like marketed that well, unless like you 
listen to my content closely, but then there's Fortune Skateboards LLC, which I co-own with a pro skateboarder, X Games gold medalist. Um, Who is that? His name's Manny Santiago. Okay. So cool. he's based out of LA. And that just like really helped market the clothing though. So now it's been like growing significantly. Yeah. Um, not even just for me, which is nice. Yeah. Um, to like see it like growing and have people buy it yeah. who don't know who I am and like that's the, that's like one of the coolest things that oh yeah really made me like uh, be like I I want to follow this dude yeah I, like I love that's something I I want to learn how to do is not like learn but I want to eventually have something that lives separate from me it's mm-hmm. like a separate entity totally that functions with or without me yeah because right now it's like the grind and you know every day you're in it you're making videos you edit your own videos yeah but to have this thing that people don't even know who you are like you said yeah and they and they purchase it and just enjoy it as like a product is like the not end goal but like one of the longer term visions and i think that's what it was and i was also doing this way before i was doing youtube yeah uh the textiles like you said yeah 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 so i was doing this way before youtube but also that I feel like a lot of YouTubers who do their merch, they only really sell it online. I think all of them pretty much, you know. Yeah. And you're actually, so I saw in one of your vlogs, you went somewhere to, was it PacSong? Oh, or? so yeah. Like now we're in like a hundred Zoomy stores. And that is so cool. Yeah. Like, I, I was telling you, I used to work retail. So there's this terminology. It's doors. called doors, yep. right? So. Oh yeah, now I'm in Canada too, which has been huge. Which is just so amazing to me. Yeah. Which I view that as like an accomplishment. Like, yeah, that's as awesome of an accomplishment as like as any could mm-hmm. get as a thank you creator thank you. or like yeah. I don't know. It's been cool too because like how today when we were at the meetup, so many people were just like Justin, you like thank you so much for everything that you taught me. Like you changed my life. I got to work with Casey nice that, that kid said, because you taught him. Parvis, shout out Parvis. Yeah. Shout out to, to Parvis. Uh, he said that he learned so much all because of you. And now is getting to, you know, work with these amazing creators like Casey nice that. And for me, it's like, I've made so much content about starting a, a business or a clothing business and getting so many messages or even running into people on the streets that like stop and it's like thank you so much for like everything you've taught me and like the inspiration and showing us behind the scenes of running a company and a clothing company uh and that's where it like really hits home where you're just like wow like that's crazy and like especially hearing people's success stories too where they're like yeah like i got to do this or like Mm -hmm. my company's now in all these stores or uh so that's like the best feeling is there any like uh any company that you know what's the craziest is when you end up reach like you end up affecting yourself like yeah. uh i like watch someone's channel that i genuinely enjoy and somehow oh, i'll tell you a story like the i teach a lot of music video effects and uh i'll end up watching a music video from an artist that i genuinely enjoy was going to watch anyway and i'll end up realizing that the dude who edited the video or shot the video like added one of my tricks in there or something and i'm like I just influenced myself. That's amazing. Have you ever like bought like a t-shirt and realized that you helped that brand start? Uh, (laughs) Close to it. I've never like had it on accident like you have. Like I've always like kids have like sent me and then I've like wanted to support it because like they're like, oh, like you helped this clothing company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's pretty amazing. That is really cool. It's like it's half accidental, half like you do the research about it. Yeah. But so you're so there's so much I actually want to ask you about actually making clothes and like your thoughts. Are you into the whole like 
streetwear, skatewear culture. I know like Supremes in New York. And yeah. And like Palace and all mm-hmm. these like skatewear brands. I'm, I'm multitasking, multithread so much. Even going back to the doors thing. Yeah. I want to finish that thought. Um, you said you're in a hundred doors. Yeah. Yeah. So how many stores does PacSun even have? It's Zoomies. Sorry, Zoomies. Similar. Sorry. Um, we have PacSun in my local mall. That's okay, okay. Keep, uh, we probably have Zoomies too. But yeah, they have. PacSun needs to pick it up. Yeah. I know they're almost going out of business, but like they got <laughs> bought out, so we'll see where things go. But they have about 750. And so you're in like over 10%. My yeah. Sucks. Like it started 10%. off in five, like two years ago. And then it's just been like growing. And then like lately it's been growing faster than ever where like they been ordering nonstop, which has been insane. Yeah. So I used to work at Nordstrom. Uh, a lot of people might not know that retail. And uh, that's why I even know what the word doors means. Yeah. Cause, so I worked at like a rinky dink little one in like a little outdoor mall. And so there's different values of doors, right? So you, the, all the luxury highest end designer, most popular stuff goes to like, the biggest mall in the state and that's considered like one of the top doors and then ours was like a more small door that not as much higher end stuff would go to have you have you gone into like are you in uh did they organize it that way at zoomies yeah they do i don't know if it's by like higher end but i know like the top like, doors are in new york city are you in like some big malls yeah um i mean even there's a store right across the street from the empire state building and i think one of the reasons why at first it was becoming successful was because it had New York on it and it was only in New York city, like the New York, the greater New York city area. Exclusive. Yeah. So all the tourists that go into empire, uh, into the location of the empire state building, they'd go in and ask the employees, Oh, are there any like things that say New York on it? We want to bring it back home. And it was one of the only brands in there. Cause if you think of some of these streetwear brands or skatewear brands that are in there, it's, you know, like diamond supply co the hundreds primitive obey companies, mostly based out of Los Angeles. So to be based out of New York and have that on the shirts, I think that's why I was like flying off the shelves because they put it in five doors and then literally like after a week of it being in, they put it in 10 mm-hmm. and they were just like, this is awesome. Like we need to keep doing it. And then like it kind of like that's coasted for a bit. Cause I was like focusing on YouTube stuff. And then like all of a sudden, like the past, I'd say the beginning of 2018, maybe even a little earlier, that's when it like lately it's just been like skyrocketing, which has been exciting but That's, it's a lot. So now like I'm starting to bring on more employees and like now I have an intern who helps me film. um, And he'll like help. Him? No, that's just my friend. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, that's Chris was in earlier today on yeah. a Sunday had him working. That's super cool. Yeah. Like again, like ha- like being able to expand into a team is like one of the yeah. dream goals, you mm-hmm. know? Um, how do you even like, how did that opportunity even arise? Do you shop your stuff around? And I also wanted to ask, aside from zoomies are you do you like make a list of all the like the cool because there's so many cool like one-off shops Mm -hmm. do you like go in there talk to the manager introduce yourself i used to but a lot of those stores wouldn't pay and especially like like i would give them the the goods everything would be shipped and then i'd give them you know like net 30 terms like 30 days to pay and either they'd go out of business or like they just like like and like ignore the email um so that's it's kind of sad but like zoomies it's corporate so they they always pay on time how did you get into that um can you talk about well i did want to say like so i do love like those smaller boutiques and like the ones that like i have good relationships with like still sell to but honestly 
only the skateboards we sell to the small shops now. The clothing okay. kind of just focus online. Yeah. As of right now, Zoomies, and then overseas we sell to some distributors that sell to like the smaller oh, yeah. shops, like They're in like Japan and That's stuff like so that. That's so cool. Yeah. Because Fortune kind of has like Asian influence yeah. in a way. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I've like based a lot of the brand image like off off of like the raw Chinatown, like where I was Grew living. Up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because I saw one that those yellow shirts are cool. Yeah. Like, um. The was it like the Chinese New Year dragon? Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, honestly, they're they're um, so so. Oh, there's so much like talking about how do you design a shirt? How do you print a shirt? Re- like real quick, I guess then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, how uh, did you get that opportunity with Zoomies? Because a lot of people might be. Okay, I have a like, video on it. Okay, cool. They yeah. can watch it, but it's called "How I Got My Brand Into Zoomies," and I, do you know oh. my friend Dylan, who you just met? Yeah. So he was working at a Zoomies uh, at Union Square. And I was still living on my sister's couch at that point. And I was like, all right, I was like making plans on like, how can I make this business like profitable where I can, you know, at least make $3,000 a month. Cause that's like the minimum in New York city that you need. And I was like, I need to get into zoomies. And I was like, how the hell do I do that? I don't know. So my friend Dylan was working at zoomies. I got a job there, met some connect, like this doesn't really work. Like, I feel like people might try and do this and I don't want to encourage it. Cause like, it just kind of was all luck, but I got a job there, met some of the managers and that the manager actually like knew a fortune already. He's like, what you want to, you know, all right, like you get a job here. That's cool. And he came to me and even said, Hey, like I know the buyer of zoomies at the headquarters in Seattle. Like maybe I could talk to him about getting fortune in it. Yep. Uh, so I didn't even ask, like, it just was like luck. And like, I was like, well, yeah, like make that happen. And then like luck meets timing, you know, exactly. Because- the preparation well the the overarching theme is like people know people yeah so exactly they, they, so they ended up uh, and then yeah then well the buyer first said like oh like i don't know like we don't know if an employee can like handle an order from us like you know because you're making minimum wage at the the retail store so they're probably like production oh. that goes into production yeah so they're like can he afford like to handle a order from us and then to show that i was serious i quit so I was there for like literally like probably 10 days and quit. I was like, yeah, like I, I'm serious about What's this. What's their like minimum order? Um, it it depends. It, like, I don't think they even have like a minimum, but it's like. Were you making all the shirts yourself? Like talk about like your fact. All right. Yeah. I never even talked about this. I actually probably have like, I got to make a video on this because I have like yeah. video like before I was vlogging just like on my iPhone. I'm just because I was like, I remember I never said this. Yo, I literally teared like the first order from zoomies not because it was big because i shipped it out of my mom's garage and i worked for a week because you have to put the plastic hang tags in the shirts that say like the price tags it says like zoomies t-shirt 30 dollars. so i was literally there like i had like friends come over and like a pizza party and they helped me use this like gun thing like a plastic fastener gun to do that and it took so long to do that to all the shirts and i also was sewing on all the neck labels on the shirts so it was literally like a week straight of trying to fulfill that order from my mom's garage. And I missed, uh, so when you get an order from a big store, they give you a purchase order and it has a cancel date. And if you don't hit that cancel date, they can cancel the order. And I missed the date on the first order. It looked so bad, but I like told the buyer like, sorry, I need like another week. And I remember like, I felt so bad. I was like, brick, like I get this huge opportunity and I can't meet the order in time. He was like, it was like no problem. He was like, oh yeah, like no problem. Like, well, you know, no rush. 
Yeah. Uh, but I remember I was like so stressed out yeah. on that first order, shipped it from my mom's garage. And now it's, you know, we have a full operation where it's so smooth now. I've never really, sh- I never really talked about that before, but yeah, I remember like shedding a tear cause I was just like blowing my only shot. It's like Eminem, your boy shedding from your, your town, you know, you got one shot, can't miss your chance to buy. <laughs> and actually speaking of Detroit, you know, Tony Hawk, he sets up like Tony Hawk skate parks around different cities now with like his foundation. Yep. He has one like right downtown. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's like all this funky signs and it's just like a place for kids to skate. The oh, other sick. day, uh, if you follow him on Instagram, I do. Uh, he was back in Detroit for some reason and uh, he had one of his skateboards that he had ridden and he hid it behind like this uh, really recognizable monument downtown. It's called the Spirit of Detroit. Oh, no. Nice. This is the statue like right kind of like in the heart of downtown and, and he posted on Instagram like first person or I just put my skateboard behind this trash can uh go there and get it and like some wow. dude went and found it so that's awesome cool. i'm gonna do that this week dude. follow me on instagram at brettconti.nyc and if you live in new york city <laughs> yeah and follow me on instagram at Justin Show. instagram <laughs> is so cool like it's my number one and two is like youtube and instagram same and then like twitter yeah but hey you know what's crazy i don't even know if you know this but in 2017 a billion dollars was spent on instagram influencer marketing 2018 it's supposed to be two billion and then they're saying by like 2020 like it's gonna be 10 billion dollar industry which i totally believe because even for me i get hit up more about instagram which is insane like companies are just dying for instagram influencers it's and it's like sure i might have a lot of subscribers on youtube but it's not necessarily people interested in me and i actually look at people's twitter and instagram following as like a more accurate gauge of like Their how much attention does this person have um and and so like yeah i definitely like there there's probably like i might have all these youtube subscribers but i look at someone who has like 60k on instagram and i view them as like further ahead than me in a weird way interesting it's interesting it is but like i kind of value almost that type of uh and especially because instagram has been eating every other platform like aside from long form searchable video on youtube what can't you do on instagram and every plat and like it killed vine it killed snapchat uh, not okay not killed but it took a big bite out of vine right when they put Mm -hmm. one minute videos up it basically halted snapchat growth if not aided to killing it in Mm -hmm. a way um it does live streaming so all those little live mobile live streaming apps like you can just use instagram live like maybe that's a shot at periscope it has these like tweet like features now you know it's just like what can't you do no igtv they're trying to kill youtube yeah it's like what can't you do on i feel like there's there's desktop sites like youtube not i guess but like the mobile social network is instagram that's and that's because it's Facebook and that's exactly like Facebook's thing. Like they just want to be that site that you go to every day. You get your news, you get everything from. Yeah. It's, it's like if there, I, I think that that's the way social media was meant to evolve. Like there was never meant to be all these different apps. Yeah. It's like most of them were just features like Snapchat, like um, disappearing photos and stories. It's like, it was a cool feature, but it was never meant to be like its own platform. And so it just gets like, ate up by Instagram. It's like that game where the bubbles like collide into each other and mm-hmm. become one big bubble. And Instagram happened to be that. But your story about um, 
sewing all the tags and whatever yourself, like picking up from that moment. It actually reminds me a lot of, uh, uh, do you, are you familiar with like Dame Dash? I'm uh, not. Sorry. Wait, no, not Dame Dash. Rewind that. I'm thinking of someone else. Uh, who's the guy who used to, who's the guy who's on Shark Tank? Damon John. Damon John, yeah. Uh, Dame, Damon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was his clothing brand? FUBU. For reminds, us, by us. Yes. I was driving home from Toronto, and I like listening to podcasts when I drive. By the way, you guys can listen to this podcast on Apple, iTunes, everywhere. <laughs> listen to it when you're driving, because uh, it's like a four-hour drive back home. And so I put on the How I Built This podcast, which is a really good one NPR does. And uh, I was listening to his story about how he started FUBU. You're going to send me that podcast. I'm gonna yeah, you should out. definitely listen to it. It's right in that lane of what you're doing. Okay. He was talking about how when he had one of his first big orders, he called all his buddies over. They were doing it out of his mom's kitchen. Like they spent, and they literally put all the tags up like yep. themselves. It really. Wow. That's the same exact thing. That's so yeah, funny. So, yeah. and look at where he ended up. Like, yeah. so you're like following that same journey. In yeah. a way. I mean, honestly, I, I've been thinking about it more than ever where I, when I first started, I dreamt of just being able to like live off of it and like just paying rent. And now it's crazy to like, think about having to like pay other people to like, make sure their rent's paid too and like they have enough so it's like nuts to like yeah now just like being a totally different uh you know life (laughs) i don't know it just feels so different than like i never thought it would be here your yeah your brand is flourishing and it's so talk about those steps i guess like you're kind of figuring out the path so like what have you learned you know what's so interesting to me actually even before that is like the production side of things like do you still do everything you and your homies tagging or like no 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 what have you learned that like even blank like let's say someone like me for example Mm -hmm. i have a little youtube audience and i want to put out a hundred t-shirts like 100 t-shirt run of Mm -hmm. something where the heck do i even start so that's what's like so interesting. Like I have so many YouTube friends that yeah, like have such an insane following and they usually like partner up with some company or their MCM and you know, do their merch and then like they'll get like fifty percent of it. And I'm you like see YouTube I would just, just wanna help you and I in. Oh yeah, and they have that now through Teespring, right? They built it in so it can pop up on your videos, which is interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting. Um but what I was saying was um that You you wanna help Yeah, that it I would do it for free. Like I, I have done this before where I've just like helped them. Like it's not that hard to get these t-shirts, man. You get a hundred percent of the profits. Yeah. Um, but the long story short is like every little town has dozens of screen printing and embroidery places and they can pretty much do everything for you. Like they can tell you what blanks, uh, they can do. So if you want like, um, you know, like a lot of the stores in zoomies, they use this company all style, Uh, which is a good blank yeah next level there's canvas there's so many gildan and then yeah you can get them screen printed and it's as easy as that i guess you have to learn how to make the graphic design and the art for it it's the other thing yeah but i'm sure you have a friend from back home who studied graphic design you could pay him 50 bucks and get some cool shirts yes a lot of when my channel actually started teaching photoshop so there actually was like a lot of graphic design people watching and uh, I used to do little freelance jobs and people, some, sometimes the little jobs would be like people looking for t-shirt designs. Wow. Do you, did you 
did you do the designs yourself like how did you come uh, up with i the didn't designs? know any graphic design when i first started i was sewing so it started off with just pocket t-shirts i didn't know graphic design but i knew how to sew now i know graphic design um i you know picked it up right away when i started the company where i was like i was just using it every day to be honest like i was making posters i was making t-shirt designs then but everything was all sewn by me in my dorm room so it's crazy to see people who still have like those first pieces um yeah do you get those it's been in a brand for like four or five years now right yeah and so the other thing like- i should say that i had a not like now but i had an audience for my skateboarding i used to have sponsors from nike red bull zoo york are you like a professional level skateboarder or just like a good i, I was uh, it's weird to say I, I was like on that route so i was doing a lot of the big contests and that's how i met my business partner manny uh we were at a am contest in california and then he just kept going and took it to the next level and now is a superstar with yeah. it but um Back to what I was saying with the designs, um, I did want to say, because I think this could be valuable to anyone who doesn't know how clothing companies make their collections, which is usually create a mood board. So me and my designer will go through um, Pinterest and Google images, things that we want to make the collection about. So like, say it's like a Chinatown theme or right now we're doing something with like the Mayan inspired stuff. So you just go through Pinterest, look at stuff, grab stuff that inspires you. We'll usually like print it out and make a legit board and then base every that collection off of that. So it's not just like everything's just random. Like, yeah, oh, it's cool. Like so it, cool fonts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It, so that's something that's helped out. has like a theme. Yeah. 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 I didn't, I actually didn't know that. I actually Have you ever heard of a mood board? Yeah, I actually have. Because you use that for everything in graphic design yeah i have a vision board in my closet with like uh it's literally a cork thing and i print out like just things i want to look at every day okay and uh it's like an inspiration board. yeah yeah Yeah, and mood board is basically like a physical version of your pinterest collections and even speaking of that instagram just added their collections button r.i.p pinterest maybe (laughs) (laughs) and they just changed their explore page to be more categorical but um no uh you know, I used to be a lot more into, like I was telling you off off mic, I used to buy and sell clothes a lot, especially like more higher value streetwear type of stuff. Are you familiar with this website, Grailed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So like I would buy and sell stuff that was like on Grailed before Grailed is even like out of beta mode. Wow. That's a super interesting story in itself, how that site got started. Yeah. But you know how much some of these streetwear type of brands yeah especially skate brands yeah i mean like the supreme palace like that's definitely like a different ball game yeah you know how like the value of this stuff is and um yeah it's like insane and they'll sell a brick for like a thousand bucks literally literally a brick (laughs) he's not joking it's like they're just messing with you like how dumb are you are you gonna buy a brick like yeah and uh so like i was in for a long time i was really into like actually everyone i followed on youtube like if you check out my last podcast, like all those type of dudes who, so I was into like fashion and like, if you actually look at how f- runway shows are done, a lot of people think like who would ever wear this stuff, but it's not meant to be worn. It's actually meant to like represent a idea or a theme. And then the stuff that actually hits the, sh- the shelves is like toned down versions right. of that mood board or whatever. But speaking of like these hype brands, how, how do you approach getting your brand? How do you approach building your brand credibility? Do you like 
try to send it to like okay if kanye west wears fortune one day your stocks are going through the roof so do you yeah. like send it like yeah that what, like, um oh. speaking of like how you brought up damon john a book that really inspired me was by mark echo if you're familiar I've with read echo it on label yeah amazing book what's crazy so he had, he ended up buying zoo york um and then he sold both of echo and zoo york to iconics yeah and he runs complex but he talks about like sending it to celebrities, but what was crazy, I remember Swag bombs or whatever. Yeah, so when I first started Fortune, it was a lot more, I guess you would say, exclusive than it was. And like we used to do really well online for zero dollars in marketing, but just from like having cool people wear it. Would you just send it to them or you're- Yeah, mean, just like sending it. You have yeah. a lot of cool friends. Yeah, yeah, so it was like all like whatever. connections, but then I remember I get hit up by like some like, remember I once went to like Kendrick Lamar's Grammy party two years ago and I like um, sent, him and then his producer a bunch of swag and the producer was actually wearing it at the party which was insane and i remember like they emailed me back like oh like thank you for sending stuff like if you so happen to be in la like in two weeks for the grammy party you're more than welcome to come i didn't plan on going to la but i flew out there just for that party and it was pretty amazing that's so crazy but yeah yeah so it's just more like meeting a lot of connections and you know yeah like trying to yeah. know friends who have cool friends or just yeah. getting it out there yeah and that's one thing even today like uh i appreciate how open you were to like swinging by like yeah uh, just shaking hands kissing babies whatever yeah. even down to do this like i totally wasn't planning to do this convo and it's sometimes it's hard when you first meet somebody it's everyone is different but like the I think that me and you have a similar perspective and goals totally. and we're both on the same mission. Yeah. Kind of not the same mission, but we're both using the same tools and we understand like we're both kind of on a similar grind. Right. And so it's totally cool and comfortable right now to be having this combo. Whereas uh, sometimes it's, it's hard to meet somebody right away and be down to like, you know, it's like, we already are understand. Yeah. 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 Was, we had, we both have like the similar mindset too, with like, you know, make, trying to make educational YouTube videos and not just like, what's up guys, you know, like yelling. <laughs> Although uh, I'm trying to transition. Yeah. Right you're now, the next now. Logan Paul. <laughs> yes. uh, who can I start some beef with? Let's no. do it. Let's make a rap battle right now. I, I do. Want, there's like no software tutorial guys. Like, it's all like the super <laughs> friendly, like the friendliest dudes ever. Just like call out, like call out video co-pilot. Just like this nice family guy, like teaching. It's like, that would just probably be bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I think that that is a lot of people might ask, like, how do you network? How do you get clients? It's just being, having the vision, having that goals and mindset and vision being open to go out maybe not go out of your way but like go to the opportunities totally wait for them to come to you yeah um but so so now you're building out this team like what's the what's the next steps kind of the next step is to build the team more right now to because i know that i can't do everything myself so yeah. to hopefully bring on another designer and then like someone else to just uh, essentially be a second me is what I'm looking for. So yeah. maybe even like my cousin I've been talking to and just trying to find the right person to just be, yeah, exactly all the things that I can't be doing all the time, especially since I do so much with YouTube and filmmaking. Yeah. 
so that's the plan just so that we can take to the next step because yeah like it's a sunday night and i'm here at the office working so Mm -hmm. i think it the next step is to build a team and be able to to grow even more because right now it's like we're growing faster than like i can handle that like i can't do it all myself and the responsibilities where it's like every day work and trying to catch up is it hard to let go almost like are you one of the people that are like it needs to be edited this way or the design has to look like this or like, that's how I am. Like, yeah. No, I, and I need to get to that point where I can have it. Cause like you said, you can never, you can't, you can only go so far by yourself. Yeah. And that's why I think I, at first I was going to say, no, I don't think so. But I think I was just so picky with the people that I've brought on board that I'm not so picky with their work. Um, like there's been times like, Last week when I got back from, I was in Turkey and when I got back, I had to get all these videos ready for Skillshare. And it was like the first time I had my intern like really help edit a video. Cause like I've, I love editing every single video and like he'll help chop stuff up sometimes, but I was just so busy and stressed out with trying to do fortune stuff as well that I had to have him like do the like main draft of this video. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he edited exactly like how I would, he was a viewer. Um, that sounds kind of weird to say, but yeah, like that's how um, he he got the job. So, um, he knows my style and he's talented and, uh, same with my designer, like why I hired him was cause I love his work. So uh, there's been so many times where like, I just, we just ran with designs like where I'm just like, yeah, like I trust you. Like you do, you know, there's a reason why I've had you work for me for two years. Um, so I think finding the right team that can see the same vision as you, uh, makes it easier to just be more lenient and trusting. Yeah. That's the one thing I, when I used to do client work, I mean, freelance, whatever, is like when you have full trust and creative control, you usually end up with a better product than when both people have an idea and then you end up meeting in like this weird middle gray area that's not really either person's idea. It's just like a settle of both, Yeah, you know? So I I think those are good, is that a word, managerial qualities (laughs) and leader qualities is like trust yeah so much is built on trust everything really like totally brands trusting you to deliver you know and at this point you've built up a reputation and at this point too like this is not my first podcast why are we able to do this so quickly it's like oh i've already had so and so so and so so and so i've done 20 plus episodes it's like right if i hadn't just started a year ago and then I randomly bumped into you here. It's like I wouldn't have had enough credibility built up yet so that we can't just bang it out. So just starting helps, like works yep. in your favor in ways that you probably. So that's like some Gary Vee stuff right there. I guess. Just yeah. start. Hey, yeah, just starting. It's true, I mean, though. I got to that point, but yeah, works in your favor mm-hmm. in like uh, ways that you don't even understand. Totally. But. I actually might be going through their offices tomorrow. Maybe I'm trying to yeah? interview Tyler Babin is okay. a video editor. Okay. Uh, and pr- Team like, Gary V. Yeah. His like guy who shoots a lot of his vlogs and videos. Nice. And, um, that should be interesting, but yeah, I mean, hopefully this is a foreshadowing to tomorrow's Let's episode. Hope so build the hype. Um, but I guess I want to, I want to try something actually. This is something I've been meaning to, uh, Included in my podcast, I feel like we've gone through like a good chunk of like how you got started, what you're currently up to, and on your channel, definitely. Probably, if someone wants to learn 
more about textiles or how you actually right. just different topics. I'm, I'm sure you have a video on all of those. So mm-hmm. that'll be good. But, um, I wanted to include this segment of like, cause I have this theory that like a lot of people's motivation and, uh, drive and their reason to be successful in what they do comes from some sort of struggle or failure or difficulty or time where they really wanted something but couldn't get it is is that true in your case is there like a particular moment when you're growing up or a failure that has driven you like for me it was always you know growing up I felt like I was smart and capable of doing something but I guess I was just kind of shy and then people just didn't treat me that way and I so it was kind of a struggle between who I think I am and the way people treat me not not like I was treated in any bad way but like the way people see me versus the way I see myself and making those two align otherwise there's friction mm-hmm. is there some sort of like f- big failure in your life that has driven you motivated you there's definitely so many like from having you know, like tiny apartments with like no windows in Chinatown to just like dreaming of like being able to live here but um and I feel like there's so many too but one of them was definitely like when my dad would pressure me to get a job and he got me the internship at Morgan Stanley Investment Bank. And when they offered me a full-time job to make, you know, $60,000 a year at 21 years old. And I said, no, my dad was just like, what's wrong? This, like, this is what you do. Like he's so supportive now. And like, you know, but he was just like, didn't think that I, that this was possible. Like, you know, it, it is a tough thing to try and make it in New York, like 21 years old and not have like a, steady income um and he'd always say like every time i would see him like oh so when are you getting a job like oh i know this cool company you should apply for like and then i just remember like i had a check get delivered to him for like 10 grand or something like that when he opened it up and was like wow like you're actually doing this like this is turning into like a successful career um so i think like that moment like when he stopped asking me when are you getting a job and like just proving to my dad like dad i can do this it's kind of similar i just watched it steve aoki has a netflix documentary called uh sleep when you're dead and he you know his huge motivation was like trying to prove to his dad that he could make it on his own as a music producer and it was just very similar for me like where that was a lot of my motivation like dad i can make it i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this so i think uh trying to prove to him uh, that, you know, I could be, I, I say as a kid, a, a professional Brett. I guess yeah. every YouTuber is essentially that, you know, you're yeah. a professional, professional Justin. Me. But when I was like eight years old and my sister would ask me or my mom would ask me, what do you want to be when you're older? I would say professional Brett. Didn't know what that meant, but I guess that's... Uh, it made it, you made it. Yeah, professional Brett. Yeah, proving yourself right and also not disappointing your parents and also proving them wrong in some ways. Yeah, I do want to say, though, because I never said this on my own personal account. You know, actually, what's your opinion on this? So I'm going to launch, by the time this podcast is up, so hopefully it'll be up this week, I'm going to launch a Patreon. Not even just, like, it's going to be a dollar a month um, for, I'm going to do, like, a weekly audio thing. Sometimes, like, have people on it, like, uh, but just, like, kind of share more deeper stories about, like, entrepreneurship or like you know people went went through a similar thing as me um but i think i might do that just even like the dollar just like help i feel like if you're paying a dollar a month like you're more engaged with it like you want to be a part of like that community um what do you think about that um because i don't even want it to like grow i want it to just be like my core like youtube audience or something like that that like 
They did just do this new sponsor feature on YouTube. I'm not sure if they. I don't have 100k though. Is it a 100k thing? I think, I think so. it's just in beta, and okay. they're eventually gonna roll it out. That's interesting. It might be a way to like. Yeah. But Patreon is also cool. Yeah. Um, I like the. I'm not sure how you'd set it up between like Patreon or between a paywall or whatever. I do like love the idea of sharing more personal stories. Yeah, I, and it's like YouTube's such a polished thing. Yeah. That it's like. Cause my, when I first started, I would include all these personal things, and like that was what my vlog would be with my, you know, point and shoot camera. But now it's like I only want to upload a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, and I still miss that connection and like find that I know that people get a lot of value yeah. out of hearing my stories. I honestly think you should just go for it. Uh, I don't think it would taint. I think your audience appreciates you, whereas like I struggle with the same thing, right? Because my this is something that actually is super real. Some people do only maybe not know how I look like, not mm-hmm. know they only came for like a tutorial. So it is kind of a big difference if I just do like a telling a story mm-hmm. and some people it's a bit jarring and they unsubscribe or like whatever. You can't please everybody the bigger your totally. audience gets. But I think it's worth it to craft, like carve out that core, true dedicated person. Right. Whether that be like through Patreon or whatever, like, who enjoys your vlogs, your brand, your stories, your life, your mm-hmm. podcast, yeah. whatever, whatever. And, and that whatever. is essentially what my YouTube channel actually is. Like I never, I, everything was always a vlog and like, it wasn't like I did dedicated videos. I'm starting to do more of that uh, here and there, Yeah. but I definitely like will think out videos more now. Yeah. So I want just like a super raw, just like audio people can listen to. Um, but yeah, like one of the things I want to talk about was like, even like my mom was super supportive. She actually got a bonus from work. I remember. And she gave me like the two grand to get LLC'd. So I remember like I, it would have probably been so long until I got LLC'd and then, but my mom like came through and like was able to help like fund the business. So I, yeah. I owe her big time. Yeah. No, I always have this. I wrote down this note to myself, try new things often. It just might wildly work. I like it. I Cause like that's it. how even my channel grew. It's like, by this trying like 10 different, I used to just be Photoshop. And then I had just hit this moment of like, I got to make this work by the time I graduate college book review. I reviewed like shoe dog unlabel, mm. like uh, book review, live stream podcast, branch out into video editing content, blah, 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 blah. And then like saw what stuck, which was a lot of the video editing stuff and grinded that out. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm like, I'm still like, try new things and build and build and build and build. Totally. So, and I even wrote down in my notes, like, heck, why can't I do a story time video? Like yeah. I love, I respect these story time YouTubers because they can just turn on the camera, them a blank wall and like yeah. tell an engaging story. It's like, I, that would be the dream if I could just tell a story and have 10,000 people view it. Yeah. You know? I would just bang them out, you know? Yeah. And so, but like, I've never tried it though. So it's like, yeah, I, I have kind of, but I should just, Mm-hmm. I have it written down like stories I can tell Oh, the time I worked retail, the time I did this, the time I did that. I think it'd be interesting. So I think, yeah, it could be a whole little playlist, like story time with and Brett. The thing, like I wouldn't even mind like throwing up, like I throw up, you know, not even based off of like trying to get the views or whatever, but it's more just because like what excites me like the most right now is mm-hmm. getting these opportunities with brands and like doing travel stuff. Cause the, the channel has really transpired into like a, almost like a travel channel, which is like why I loved you like what I loved watching on YouTube when I still do. And I've been getting like a lot of opportunities to do that. So I want to 
keep working with like brands. So just like have that as a good portfolio. Um, and I think if I throw up too many of the, I don't know, I may be it's, overthinking it, it, but like, it I, is, it's I just, some, it's like everyone has their vision for their, yeah. And there's always, I overthink so much, like especially yeah. for Instagram. I just got, I think in a way like nine out of 10 times we're overthinking it. We mm. have a good, we have actually something with a seed of truth in it, but nine out of 10 times in my case, I like, it's just me overthinking it. Yeah. And whenever I do the opposite, it like works for me. But even the fact that I like started this, nothing makes me happier than getting good watch time and engagement on a video that is not a tutorial right now. Like yep. I just did one, like how my, like my five favorite books. And I did one, like, is that one of them? <laughs> no, shout out to this guy. But, uh, I can't even tell the story right now. You'll see it. Shout out to stigmatism guy. Um, uh, like I could get a million views on a tutorial and like the f just getting like 10,000 views on a podcast feels better. Cause it's exactly like, mean, yeah. dang, I created this fully, fully, fully from scratch. Whereas the tutorials, it's like kind of cheating. I'm mm -hmm. leveraging like, I'm leveraging something yeah. that's not me, but like the fact that people would just listen to a conversation and it gets great watch time. It's like feels that 5,000 views just feels like amazing totally. compared to getting like 20,000, 50,000, hundred thousand on something else. Yeah. And like I, like, so my channel has always been that, like just kind of based on, you know, it's my YouTube channel, like a diary almost. Mm -hmm. And my roommate, who's been my best friend for a while, Living Bobby, he's, we've been best friends since college. And he, he's actually the reason that like showed me YouTube like a while ago, but then he like moved to Vietnam and all over the place. But then he moved back last year and got into YouTube. I like helped him get his first thousand subscribers. And then he just like blew up and now grows like 5,000 subscribers a day, insane. which is insane. But, and like, I've had friends like, uh, even John Hill, who's a good friend of mine, big YouTuber, he's even like, oh, like, is it weird? Like, you know, Bobby just like blowing up. Yeah. I've had John on the show, by the way. Oh, Check out the John is the man. I know that you knew John Hill. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like, I don't do YouTube to like, like Bobby, that is him though. He like makes food videos for the people who are unfamiliar. He does like food videos and challenges. And that's him though. Like he like has been doing this since before YouTube. Like this is like what he does is like yeah. challenges and like these food things. Um, and that fits in perfectly for me. I love just making videos about like my life or like milestones or travels and yeah. you know, business. And I don't, I'm not like trying to like get a million subscribers that like care about that. Like I just love making my videos. And of course I do want the most people to see it, but I want them to see it because of me. Feels so good, I, yeah. I care, where, care so much more like, yeah, like getting 10,000 views. It's like, that means a lot to me that like 10,000 people want to hear about, you know, yeah. Yeah, you know when the, the views came from like some other trending topic versus if it's just like, and you can name the video like Untitled Zero One and people still check yeah, it out. Yeah, I've never even talked about that either. Yeah, like my most viewed video is because like Bobby was doing these food videos and he like inspired me. So I did like a Chipotle hack video and it's like still gets like 10,000 views a day. I think it's at like yeah. three, four hundred thousand. But it's like I don't even care about like exactly. I like yeah. wish I didn't upload that video. I like want to take it down. No, no, it's all. No, yeah, I'm not actually, but I'm just like. There's like a net positive of like people that still end up finding you and enjoy your personal Yeah, content. but it's like but when I you get, get a channel that's like kind of, you know, once if you have a big channel and like you do videos, like you can tell if it's going to like, you know, like the tricks on like how to make it blow up. So yeah, I like, even yeah, when I made yeah. it, I'm like, I'm sure this one might, but I'm like, 
The word I hacks in the title anytime in the past 12 months. Yeah. Guaranteed extra 10,000 views. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, but I don't even care about that. Like, I don't want to make more videos mm-hmm. like that. It feels like, much better to get good engagement on yeah. like, telling a story about your life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we did discuss a ton of cool stuff, though. If you listen this far into the episode, send me and Brett a DM on Instagram. Follow us and uh, tell us, you know, what was your favorite lesson? What did Ooh, you I learn? Like that. Relate it. Tell us. Just say thanks for the episode. I, I love when you guys message. and uh, Wait. And we'll respond back. Yeah, I respond to all my DMs. Do you? Yeah. 100%. Wow. Uh, even if it's just with a heart That's sometimes. Or okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But still. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I some people that. don't. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, let Brett know if you appreciate his stories. Let And just... Ask me what was that thing I was going to say. And by the time you message me, I'll probably remember. There we go. So, I want to know what it was too. Yeah. <laughs> probably was not important at all. <laughs> it's just like I have to get every little tidbit out. Like In some of my early ep- earlier episodes and even in this one, I talk too much and I talk over people. But I'm trying to get better no, at listening. You did a great job. I didn't think you overtalked me. But any final things that you want to say as we cross into that? one hour mark any final stories what are you working on that you what do you want people to do everyone who made it this far they're very valuable engaged viewers what do you want them to do get out and get busy that's my like mantra that i said all my videos but (laughs) i want them to yeah like just start and just do it and know that you can outdo yourself like i said i didn't think i'd be able to like make six figures off of a clothing company when i first started and was hyped to make like you know, 20 bucks, you know, like a month. And that's the thing now that I realize that I'm not motivated by like money anymore. Like, you know, it's like, I have enough to like do whatever I want. And like, like now I just like want to do what I want to do, which is still create, you know, dope clothes and create videos and work with brands and travel. Um, so it's cool to be in that position where like you're doing the things that you actually want to do and not just like, I I need money to survive. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I want everyone to know that they can, they can do whatever they want and they can do more than what they expected if you just you know stay focused don't give up meet cool people have friends that are doing the same thing have friends that are inspiring you because that's what i owe everything to awesome thank you so much brett for hanging out drinking boba earlier and uh, <laughs> thank you for the boba recording this podcast with me uh for all you all those of you listening definitely I'll leave all the links everywhere. Check out Brett, Brett Conti. Just type it in YouTube, Google. I'll leave links to Instagram, YouTube, Fortune, so you guys can check out his brand and see what he's talking about, all his designs. And I'll also leave links to all the places you can find me and the rest of this ep- the rest of the episodes of this podcast. A rating on iTunes, the messages to us. Much appreciated. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Uh, right about an hour.